Hello and welcome to Coffee Lovers Radio or Coffee Lovers TV or wherever it is you're watching or listening to this. Trying something new here today. We've got kind of testing out a whole live stream setup. We've done video with uh, the podcast before with Coffee Lovers Radio, but uh, we've never done it remotely. So what's new? Oh, not much. Just staring at a little camera on my wall, pretending <laughs> that it's you. I should put a wig on it. I think we might be drinking the same coffee this morning. I'm uh, having the Brazil from Hagen. I don't think so, because what I had this morning was an espresso that I made with some Yemen. I did wow. I did the Hagen yesterday, and we're doing something special today. I'm going to brew a lot of coffee for it, so I didn't want to... Start the episode with coffee? Apparently. I didn't want to start the episode with coffee in my hand. Yeah, it's a shame. Yeah, we're uh, we're gonna we're gonna do a little something fun here. Hence the hence the live stream mentioned on a show two months ago. Now I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like it might have been April. So we got to talking about uh, the Kalita Wave because well, I guess we were talking about YouTube videos, and I've had on the channel a how to brew Kalita Wave video for a few years now. One of my more watched videos amongst all the other like how-to videos. And in my Kalita Wave process, traditionally, I don't rinse the paper filter. I yeah, tried on all- an ongoing debate. <laughs> That's right. I mean, I, I tried that out a whole bunch at the beginning of my like experimentation with the Kalita Wave. It was encouraged by several people to not rinse the filter. And so I tried because I originally I rinsed the filter, but right. then I was encouraged to try it otherwise. And I think even the um the Kalita folks at the time suggest not rinsing it as well. Now that was several years ago and my video on the channel goes through that. I don't rinse the filter. And I've gotten a lot of comments in the last year, especially of people saying you gotta rinse the filter, it makes a huge difference, yada yada, what are you doing? You're stupid, rinse the filter, etc. Anyways, I'm not I'm not one to like I'm not one to shy away from experimentation. So I thought, well might as well test it out again. Uh, it's been a while. I've just I've just been on the the don't rinse train for such a long time. I just stopped thinking about it. So I I, I we talked about this I think on the show before. I'd started to just kind of vary whether I rinsed or didn't rinse, which isn't a really conclusive way to figure out <laughs> the answer. No, um, can't really tell unless you do it side by side. I contacted Kalita and asked them if they changed anything in the process of making their filters. The answer I got back is that they changed their equipment like a year or two ago. Like they're being made on completely mm-hmm. different equipment now, but the the essentially the recipe and the process are the same. So there shouldn't be any difference in the filters. Didn't get any further with that conversation. But you sent me another Kalita wave and we're just going to brew them side by side and see what we come up with. The uh my feelings with the Kalita Wave are that it's not going to make any difference at all because it's such a small filter that it's just it's going to get wet right away anyways from the coffee. And so as far as holding its form or maintaining any kind of structure for airflow or for the coffee, you know, the extraction process to move through it, it's going to be an irrelevant variable in all this. But we rinse our filters because when you have a big Chemex filter like this, uh, those Chemex filters will actually hold like 15 grams of water. And so they... Um, that can affect the brew ratio. Uh, there's also a lot of surface area in there that um, adds to uh, all the potential uh, dust or any kind of other debris that might be on the filters. You'll see that he has two different types of Kalitas. One's a glass Kalita on the right-hand side there on the white cup, and the other's a metal Kalita on the uh, orange cup. About this moment is when we start telling Joseph about, you know, the debris in his hair. <laughs> Oh, thank you. Uh, I'm just hopping in here for a second. 
getting things set up. I've got I've got the three I've got three scenes showing up right now. Just Jesse, so you know, you're on here, the the kind of brewing station here, and then um, the video showing me. So uh, this <laughs> is the the uh, obviously we have differences between these these waves. This one's metal. This one's glass. So we can't really account for that. The cups I chose are absolutely identical in size shape and what they're made of so that should eliminate any uh possible influence from the cups themselves i'm gonna rinse the glass one and i'm gonna not rinse the metal one so obviously i'm gonna know which one is which but i think that i can be objective in my analysis after that so i'm not too worried about that i'm gonna go grab the water it sounds like it's boiling and then we're gonna get started on this <laughs> so i'm really now more curious about the difference between the glass Kalita wave and the metal Kalita wave, if that would make a difference. The heat retention would be a little bit different. The glass probably is harder to heat up and holds more heat. But it's also such a fast brew with the Kalita that it probably doesn't make a difference at all. And he comes in with that nice, uh, stylish fellow stovetop. Those are really, really nice kettles. One of the best ways to improve your coffee pour over game at home is to get a gooseneck kettle um, like that style, the Bonavitas. They uh they really help pour get the the stream constant. Let's see, so it looks like he rinsed one. He's gonna dump it. All right, so he's ground some. He's putting that into the the dry filter and the. Uh, so I think the idea is that the filters they have the ruffles in them, and I wish I had one to show you. It's probably on his feed, but the ruffles on there kind of keep it separated from the sides of the filter. And so some of the idea is that that allows the the water coffee brew to move down the sides of the filter and then through the bottom holes and then the idea is that rinsing it would kind of ruin that structure and so it wouldn't have the free flow that it needed um this is the That's congo cool. by the way that i'm using oh nice the um, rebuilding women's hope congo i'm doing fantastic 20, organization i'm doing 20 grams in each bloom at 40. this is a pretty cool setup i'm excited to see the final video of this all right you realize how much how much effort goes into proper production of these videos with the screens and the people demand them and so you know what's happening elsewhere. So I have to swap the scales with scale. They don't weigh the same, so I'm gonna have to remember where they're at when I swap them. So they're both about they're both about <laughs> forty grams. Obviously, gonna be a little imprecise in the exact end grammage, but uh, I think that'll be fine. Okay, so. You you only have one scale total? Yeah. I didn't realize this until I started trying to do this. Well, let's not start spewing any random numbers like 175. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody in the audience, help us remember. 162.7. 162.7. I'll write it down. Joseph and I have been working on some other cool stuff coming out with some big plans this fall since y'all think we have the hams for radio. But now we got the fancy new recording equipment. 160. I'm going to get this guy back on here and do the last 60 grams. Close enough. <laughs> wait, wait. Last 60 or 160? Uh, you're right. That's supposed to be 160. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Because that was that oh. was 40 plus as 200. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> oh, man. I got to get water in the other one. Hold on. I got to go faster. 
Faster. <laughs> this is getting. <laughs> okay, there we go. There we go. This guy needs 160. This might be a live stream for the ages. 160. Yep. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> he didn't drain. Okay, the other one is just draining down now. So, all right, there we go. Whew. I don't know if I would have caught the math if I hadn't been joking about writing down the. Uh, I know. Thank the numbers you. Numbers for you. <laughs> I clearly need. So yeah. I actually, I actually have, I do have a second scale, but it's the mentor and you have to use your phone. I'm going to switch back to both oh, of us here. I, you, you have to use your phone as that. And I actually, I like, it's a tiny scale. It's, it's useful in circumstances when the interface works fine. It's a nice experience. I'm just so tired of, of technology <laughs> in the coffee. And also my phone, my phone right. is uh, I, a camera right now. Yep. So we got to wait for these to cool off. <laughs> <laughs> well, right. I've been working on because I had my dad staying with me for so long. I had to up my Chemex recipe. So I do 50 to 800 now. Oh, nice. Uh, hold on one second. I'm just going to switch to just just the brew angle only so people can see just how full these were. It's, they're like right up to the rim. Tell us about your shirt, Joseph. It's, uh, it's cool? the new new favorite uh, Chemex dream of the Chemex shirt. Have that available through Teespring. I can link that below the video and in the show notes for the show on Coffee Lovers Radio. CoffeeLoversRadio.com. Check it out. Become a patron. Support us. Definitely become a patron. The yeah. shirts are available on Patreon, right? Uh, we're working on setting that up. I think there there's one tier. So Patreon did start doing this new merch thing where you can include shirts in tiers, but you only get a shirt if you're subscribed to the tier for three consecutive months. So we're trying to figure out what the tier should be. Uh, and they have some like guidelines and suggestions and how to do it. Amongst those, they suggest that you only add shirts to tiers that are 25 or higher, but that means you're then essentially paying $75 for a shirt. Expensive. There's got to be, I mean, you're paying, you're giving us $75 to help us and you're getting a shirt for that. But to, you know, to right. be frank about that, when you, when you add merch to something, people are motivated to pick that tier because it's not just helping, you know, whoever the patron is, but um, right. you're getting the merch as well. So I don't know, fi finding that balance amongst uh, offer tiers and, and Patreon is, is kind of tricky. Well, and we, we don't have enough, enough people following us on Patreon to. That's true to really have higher level tiers. I and mean, we've experimented with that a lot. And it seems like yeah. that's a better model if you have 100,000 people following you. That's true. Yeah, we have, you know, we have a small, we have a but, small I mean, crowd, really. But yeah, it's a good crowd. I think the best path forward with this is to go forward with the Extracted Magazine Teespring and offer our t-shirts there. Yeah, that way you can get it right away. Otherwise, you got to pick the right tier and stay on that tier and wait three months. Right. <laughs> But if you want to do that, well, here's something. Also, I wanted to. Say, I wanted to oh, go ahead. I was going to say, if you I'm want, if you want to do that, uh, we'll <laughs> we'll have some some tiers coming that will have merch. So if if you want to support us and simultaneously get get a shirt, eventually, you know, we'll be able yep. to do that. Anyway, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I wanted to throw out there to our listeners and viewers now that we are working on a new logo design for Coffee Lovers Radio, right. and would love some of your ideas of what you think. A cool logo for one of those little thumbnails on Spotify or iHeartRadio should look like. Oh man, you know what we should really do? Our little clip art. <laughs> we've been we've been shared. Our podcast has been shared a few times on Instagram, and our 
logos that we have right. aren't well the aren't logo the logo for coffee lovers stuff. radio and it's the same for coffee lovers tv because the original everything that started this off was coffee lovers magazine which i rebranded almost a couple of years ago now to extracted magazine the number of reasons for that don't need to get into it here we I think we talked about that on a few episodes. The logo for Coffee Lovers Radio and Coffee Lovers TV is the same as the original uh, Coffee Lovers Magazine logo, which was entirely a, a clip art production of our good friend, Michael Mage. And it, it was really nice for a long time. It, it worked well, um, suited, suited the job. But as we've done a whole lot more of this work uh, and the years have progressed, our work has progressed and, and things have, have changed. So... You know, as with as with the magazine, you know, it's time to make some changes with the the podcast. We talked about yep. changing the name of the podcast. I think we're we're pretty set on keeping that Coffee Lovers Radio. Yeah, I think we've opted to just start a second podcast than yeah. try and change the name and do something with this one. Yeah, I'm thinking sort of for Did us like almost like a Pet Boys cartoon logo. The second podcast casually into our conversation. <laughs> it, well, it's not casual anymore. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well. We'll just uh, leave it's, that as a tease. Tell me about the Pet Boys logo. Well, it's uh, it's kind of like that little sketch you have right behind your head over your your left shoulder of the the woman drinking coffee. Oh yeah, but like the Pet Boys is like that same kind of fifty style cartoon, like the three brothers or whatever. I'm gonna switch Close to kind of thing. The two of us with our cup of coffee. There we go. Something like that. But I can't really change. Yeah, we have a friend that's lined up ready to do some designs for us, but. Um, just like all this stuff goes for me. I'm terrible at coming up with ideas, but I know we need one. So for all the good listeners and viewers, submit your ideas. That's good coffee. All right. Now we get to watch Joseph that. taste the difference <clears throat> in coffee. That- one looks more orange than the other one to me. <laughs> is it? <laughs> is it because? <laughs> hold on. Let's go to the brewing angle. Is it because the cup is orange? Entirely. Okay. Yep. <laughs> Mm, still hot. Actually, I like the 18 to 1. That's tasting good. It's interesting. Well, sidebar here, but since it's coming up, I um I usually just stick to 16 to 1, and I just brew everything at that for the most part. And changing that ratio is something I rarely do, but maybe something I should think about more. Fiddling. It's funny. With that mm. with that Congo, it's the... Particularly with Congo Central Africa, African coffees in general. But yeah, recently with that same Congo, probably the same roast, I also changed the brew ratio because what I find with some of like some of the Burundis and Congo coffees is they get a little heavy on my nose. Like I don't know if there's a mineral difference in the coffee or whatever, but I just I feel something different when I drink a lot of it. Hmm. And it occurred to me because I made a really dense AeroPress shot of it a few weeks ago. And it uh it was fine. I mean it tastes good. But it just, like, I felt like it was just too dense of a brew. And so next time I did my Chemex, I did an 18 to 1. And it opens that up a little bit and kind of makes it a little bit more tea-like and a little less of that kind of dense mineral yeah. flavor. Yeah, that's, oh. what I'm, that's what I'm getting out of it. It's, um, like, even... That's why I think the like scale is the most important tool. Yeah. I think the best, best way to make coffee at home is fresh coffee and use a scale. You don't even need an electric kettle. I'm working on working on a new project with Extracted, and we'll we'll feature some of this on on the podcast, and we'll show up on on the YouTube as well. A lot of it has to do with the like the core fundamentals of brewing coffee well, and I actually have a have a course on this on Udemy right now, the basics of mastering your brew at home, and I go over essentially like five core things to brewing coffee well, and it's measuring your coffee, buying freshly roasted coffee, grinding it well right before you brew. Maybe it's four. Maybe there's just four important ones. 
I think the fifth one is maybe more ephemeral. Anyway, water. Water is yeah. is, is super key. And actually, I think, because it, it's hard to say one is more important than the other, but I think water is the most critical of all of the above. But you can't really address water until you address the others. Kind of all at the same time. I don't know. It's, uh, it depends on where you are, too. You know, out here in the Northwest, we have really good water. So it's pretty easy to to just get a simple filter. I just use a Brita filter to take some of the chlorine out. Right. And that's fine for home. You still you still have to filter the water, though. It's a good sure. idea, too. Yeah. I, I have to filter here. I but can't, it's not, I can't use the tap water. Like the, the water itself tastes fine, except for the except for the chlorine in it. It tastes basically fine. Some parts of the country, the water is a lot more... Yeah. Has a lot more other flavors and, and stuff in it. We did do the test at Conduit. And actually, that's the other video version of the podcast we did was the, the water test where we did. Uh, we got third wave water, which is a product. And we compared that to straight tap water, filtered water and bottled water. Right. Yeah. We had our Conduit's tap water. We had Conduit's basic Mavia cafe filtration, mm-hmm. not super high end. But um, and then we had the distilled water with the third wave water mineral packets. Mm-hmm. And then... That fancy Norwegian bottled water, $10 a gallon. So that was good. Okay. Huh. So I've been tasting back and forth between these. There's definitely a difference. It's not hugely noticeable. I keep tasting back and forth because I'm not entirely sure that it's not my perception because I know which one is which. And that's hard right. to that's hard to to filter out. Well, this happens well, to me well, when well, I'm, well. I'm tasting coffees and I'm doing like coffee reviews or whatever is the coffee, uh, like the, the bag will have descriptions of what it tastes like. And I try to taste and smell before looking at that description, but that doesn't, mm-hmm. A, that doesn't always happen. And even if I do, as soon as I read the description, I'll immediately see that taste and aroma in the bag. Yeah. I mean, that, that happens. That's why it's a description, but also why we don't talk during cuppings because you can easily put those words right. in people's heads. I think it's good on the bags. Because uh, you you want people to taste it and be like, yeah, I definitely I definitely taste the candied orange peel in there. Just helps people move along with the experience. Yeah, if that's what if that's the experience they're looking for. Other times they just laugh at those descriptions because all right, want to think about it. So after this test, I am confident to say that the rinsed filter is clearer tasting. Oh, that's that is that is the most uh, noticeable difference is that there's a higher level of clarity in the rinsed cup interesting like i can't it's not like there's a there's an extra taste in the other one so the rinsed has more clarity i can Hmm. taste more fruit sweetness in this interesting feels cleaner in the mouth feels juicy and this one i still taste those things it's just a little perhaps a little more muddied it's possible I mean, it's challenging because I can taste the same things. It's just a little clearer, I think, in the rinsed one. Is it a significant difference? Or I mean, there's a lot That's of true. variables into into the way you brewed it as well that could make a slight difference in that muddiness. I think I think it's not a difference most people would notice. I mean, that was sort of my conclusion when you weren't listening was that there wasn't really going to be a difference because it's just such a small filter. And that's true. When it gets wet, anyways, from the brewing, it's just going to. That's all it's going to so do. It's gonna one of the things like we talked about, anyways. which I, I didn't, I didn't think about this when I was setting up. It's, it's a whole another thing to test, which I can test another time. But one of the things you talked about was the potential for the filter holding on to more solids. Let me. Yeah, um, I brought that up with my Chemex filter when when you weren't listening, just because a Chemex filter can hold you know fifteen grams of water. 
Easy, easy to see on the brewing camera. Sorry, you can't see this right now, Jesse. The uh, the unrinsed one is much more brown, much more yellow. The rinsed one is like white up at the edges. So the the unrinsed filter clearly oh. in the initial brew pulls up some of that absorbed, brew, right? Which exactly. is interesting. You know, I would have hypothesized but- before doing this that that would actually like the initial the initial bits of a brew are not terribly compelling no but they also add that clarity because the things that dissolve quickest and first are the are the you know the salts mm-hmm. and the bright acids mm-hmm. and if those are absorbed into the top of the filter and don't make it into the brew at all um I mean, I still have a hard time believing that those tiny filters make a big difference. But it, if you picture like a Chemex filter, if they're not rinsed, like that coffee absorbs up into that mm-hmm. filter mm-hmm. first. Um, I hadn't actually ever really considered what would be in that brew first that would make a difference in the clarity. Yeah. But- as this, as these cool off, this is such a weird experience because, and I think there's the other added complication that the more I drink of these, the more they're going to blend together so i'm trying to i'm trying to like take a pause maybe i should have some water too you talk you talk while i grab water this is interesting yeah those um i bet those salts really kind of play something first in that uh in that brew it's kind of what like the bloom part of that bloom extracts some of those salts or like that creme on a espresso shot has a lot of the same salts in it going forward are you going to rinse your filter or that's a good question let me think about that Maybe these are show notes for after the fact when you can sit on it and brew it again, not live. Yeah, I still feel like the this other one is clearer. The the rinsed the rinsed still one. feels clearer to me. Um, like in ways you should do the experiment here. again. Do the experiment again, but switch the Kalitas themselves so that you're doing the mm. the rinsed through the. Eliminating that variable. Yeah. So. Brew them in a different order so you can, you know, I mean, that water temperature difference could be that it extracted more of the chocolates and less of the acids in the second one. That's possible. But the water temperature, I mean, obviously, as you pour water out, it's going to lose a little bit. But this kettle holds on to temp pretty well. It was still within the optimal range when I finished. Yeah. That's the fellow kettle, right? That's right. It's got a little speaking of temp gauge on the top. I messed up this morning because I didn't on my electric kettle where you just where you just press a button on mine and it turns mm-hmm. on. I didn't put the hold button down, so it boiled and then I didn't brew my coffee immediately. And then I realized when I first started the first half the pour that the water was at one ninety five, not two oh eight. And then I fit you know, reboiled it and then finished the brew with the hotter water. But um, it was interesting with this Hagen Brazil. It was kind of a nice softer mm. brew than yesterday's. The rinsed is definitely um, clearer, but I don't think most people would notice that. It's a it's a subtle difference of clarity and crispness and acidity. So, right, I think you gotta have have a have a pretty good level of experience in tasting coffee to pick up on that. So, for myself, but will I rinse? You're also making a Kalita wave, so you probably true. have that. Well, here's the thing. One of the things I love about the Kalita wave is. The process is so easy. You don't need a whole lot of technique to brew a really good Kalita wave. Like you, everyone watch me brew on those. I didn't really do anything special. Like no stirring, no swirling even. Sometimes I do that to knock the grounds out of the 
uh, the sides, you know, yeah. fancy, whatever, settle the thing. And I do that. Just, just pour it to the gooseneck kettle in two to three stages or three to four, whatever. It, like, honestly, it doesn't matter. The nature of it slows down the brew enough where right. you don't really have to worry about flow rates or how you're pouring into the bed or anything like that. Um, I, I think I do know it as far as like advanced brewing in the, in the how to video I did that you can, you can get some interesting results if you slow down your pour significantly, like seemingly the less you disturb the bed, the more there's some possible right. factors here because I was rushed in doing the brew. Uh, maybe I poured more aggressively into one than the other and maybe that had an effect, but this one on the right definitely has a bit more clarity to me. So the question I guess would Seems be like, go ahead. Oh, it just seemed like the one on the right was the one that you were rushing. Interesting. Right? And if you're rushing it, then you'd have more agitation, which would theoretically extract more stuff out of it. So I would think that the one that would be rushed would be the muddier one. Yeah, that's what I, would, that's what I was thinking, too, is if I poured more aggressively, that it would result and in a muddier. Maybe I'm getting, right, maybe I'm getting my, my cups mixed up, but it seems like the one that you were rushing on was the one that was rinsed. It's like really close. I think a lot of the times I, I would possibly, I would probably find myself rinsing. I think it's good habit in general because it warms things up, warms your cup up, gets the filter yeah. moving, you know. Easy, easy enough, easy enough to do. One of the reasons, it's true. One of the reasons that I, I uh, liked the not rinsing recommendation, and I think that's still fine, especially if you're just starting out brewing on a Kalita, doing pour overs or, or whatever. The, the brew method is like the Chemex you have to rinse. That's a really thick filter. There are a number of reasons to rinse other than like just rinsing out the filter, like sitting it in place, for example. The Kalita Wave filter is just there and it's it's in its position. So I think if you're just starting out, you can rinse, you can not rinse, you're going to have a good experience. But it does seem like rinsing gives you an objectively, I'll say an objectively better result. This thing's always kind of difficult because the the difference is really just a matter of of clarity and acidity. I think right. a a little easier to see the the fruit flavors. The other one is still nice. It's it's kind of a comparing the two. I would call it muddied on its own. I would call it slightly richer in taste, perhaps more of something deeper than the other that one has. Be. That could be. I mean, yeah. it's and the, that's interesting. The differences I'm talking about are very minor. Uh, again, so it's right. it's these things are always hard to talk about because it. I think I, the way I'm talking about it, it sounds like like a really major difference between the two. But I would wager most people watching this wouldn't be able to taste the difference between these two. So that would mean for most people that it, it doesn't matter if you rinse or not. But you should rinse because it's just good good form for all the brewing. I think that is that is pretty good up. practice. Yeah, but it won't make a difference in the actual brew. I mean, there's so many other variables that you know, like we've discussed that will make a bigger difference in yeah. that cup. But mm. if you think about the flow rate and you want the coffee extraction to go down and not up into the filter, then it's probably good to get that filter wet first. Just yeah. on that, you know, that, that is so small. Yeah, that is a, that is uh, an interesting observation for sure. I'm thinking that our next live video, we should do it from the conduits new kitchen that we just finished. Oh, we have a sparkly new cupping space that's really coming together. Yeah, that could be fun. Move some stuff around, but we also have much better lighting than before. Same cabinets. We just recycled those, mm -hmm. just moved them different side of the room. But, uh, yeah. Quick question. While I was, I'm totally changing the subject. While I was setting up uh, the brew here, did you talk at all about the coffee? No. <laughs> why, why would I talk about that? <laughs> Do you want to tell people? Because it's your coffee. <laughs> it, the problem is it's it's going to be sold out by the time this this is live on our on our oh, well, podcast. We should tell people about it anyways.
So we get this coffee through Atlas Coffee Importers. They're good friends of ours in the Seattle neighborhood. And uh, it's called the Congo. It's from Congo, from the Kivu, Lake Kivu region. And it's uh, it's called the Rebuilding Women's Hope. And it's a fantastic network of women-owned farms and w- certainly women-led farming groups. Yeah. And so it's really well, exciting that this coffee is available and that it's so tasty. Mm-hmm. So actually, in in the magazine uh, a couple of years ago now, actually, I did a story about Rebuild Women's Hope with the woman who started it. Her name's Marceline Budza. And yep. her goal with Rebuild Women's Hope is to change the social, essentially the social standing, perception, everything about how, how women are treated and live and exist in Congo, which right. historically has right. been really, really terrible. So she's made a place for for women to live and work freely. Right. And yeah, her quote is to uh, to place women at the center of the integral development of her community. Right. And that you know, building the hope of women is building the hope of the entire mm-hmm. nation. They do a lot of microfinancing. You know, they help with like, obviously the education and technical assistance for the farms. It's a great cooperative. I guess I didn't really realize that it only started in 2013, which is pretty cool. Oh, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that they've yeah. gained so much traction since then but also that under, underlines how fast the coffee industry is still changing and how quickly our preference for better coffee can really affect a lot of a lot of people's lives mm-hmm. you know so back to what we say vote with your dollar and buy better coffee because it's certainly traceable and in a time frame that we can understand condo was founded in 2011 so that's all since condo was founded yeah you know, and that's it's really, it's know, really incredible work. Person. And I mean, the coffee itself is fantastically delicious. And even if it, even if it wasn't as good as it is, it would still be absolutely one of my favorite places to get coffee from just for supporting the people and the work that they're doing. That's also the nice thing about coffee is when you invest in the people who are involved, the coffee inevitably ends up tasting better. That's always really good. Yeah. The challenge mm-hmm. then is selling it and competing on that market. You know, oh, that's true. The more hands and the higher you pay people the more expensive it is so the more that we expect coffee to be a dollar a cup the less better coffee there will be and this brings back us back to one of our favorite subjects vote with your dollar mm-hmm. but uh we don't need to get it's into that in this episode. That season again. <laughs> yeah <laughs> but you can vote go vote buy better coffee on your way to go vote <laughs> and on your way back <laughs> All right. Uh, that's uh, that's a pretty good episode. Thank you all for watching. Thank you for listening. If you're listening to the podcast version of this, the video version will absolutely be available for patrons. I'm going to put that in, in the Patreon. Uh, so if you want to go go watch and see what we're talking about, uh, coffeeloversvideo.com, click the Patreon link. May very well make this live on the YouTube eventually, but as this episode is published, the video will be available for patrons immediately. Um, so you can you can go check it out there. It's available at all patron levels, so you can get in as easily as a dollar. Yep, coffeeloversradio.com. And like we say, we like our Instagram like we like our coffee. Heavily filtered. Heavily. And rinsed. Filtered. <laughs> rinsed. Yep, and weighed properly. Cheers. This has been Joseph and Jesse with Coffee Lovers Radio. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe to our show and sign up for the email newsletter. Visit coffeeloversradio.com. There you can listen to our shows and click through to our Patreon page to get expanded show notes and other fun stuff. Coffee Lovers Radio is a partnership between Extracted Magazine and Conduit Coffee. Just visit coffeeloversradio.com and we'll see you on the show.